and we're back in the studios after a very long time for another episode of Time Spot on the Beat with me, Fabian Peter. Uh, today in the studio we have Harish Diol, who is the editor for 2213, and who has been in the media industry for 22 years. Right, Harish? You make me sound old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 22 years, proud of it <laughs> But maybe, Harish, just for our listeners yeah. um, 22 years, um, how did you get started? Oh, funny story actually, uh, but I'll make it short hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Saw an advertisement in a local daily, the Malay Mail um, Now no longer around uh, You know, Signed up Okay. Um, it was actually for a stringer uh, position oh, Okay. Um, uh, for those who don't know what the stringer is It's basically uh, pretty much like a freelance uh, journalist So signed up um, Got called for an interview. Um, the the two uh, people who interviewed me on that day, um, who eventually became my bosses, was uh, Johnson Fernandez. Okay. Um, now known as uh, Dato- Doctor John- yeah. uh, Johnson Fernandez, and uh, the other one is uh, I think I believe he's still with uh, the NST Chan Wai Kong. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, both of them interviewed me, and they told me um, go and cover a school hockey zone Kramat. Uh, Match I did that I came back They said If your story Were to be published tomorrow You've got the job And next day I saw my name In the Newspaper, newspaper. <laughs> And that's how It started from Stringer Later became reporter And yada yada yeah. Today I'm in the studio With you Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Alright Harry So uh, you know Basically today's episode Yeah uh, Is just going to be Wrapping up mm-hmm. uh, The year 2022 And uh, If we look at uh, Sports In 2022 We've got Lots of things to talk about, especially here in Malaysia. And I think you know we're going to be just scratching the surface, lah. Yeah. You know, if we're going to be talking about sports, you know, recently we just uh, concluded the FIFA World Cup and blah blah blah. There's so many things going on, you yeah. know. Um, but let's just uh, bring the focus back to our local sports mm-hmm. here in Malaysia. I think lots have happened. Uh, you know, we competed in like the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. We also had the Sea Games. Um, You know, our Malaysian football team qualified for the Asian Cup finals after 42 years on merit. Mm-hmm. We also got our first world champions in badminton. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to go straight into it. Your overall thought on how we did this year? To be honest, the conversation is pretty much uh, similar to the previous years. Hmm. Yeah, uh, we've seen pockets of successes. Yeah, uh, good. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, but one thing that is lacking is continuity and progress. Hmm. Yeah. So going back to what you said earlier, uh, yeah, we we saw um, uh, you know one two records being broken. We we saw um, you know uh, some form of successes at the multi sporting uh, uh, games. Yeah. Uh, but then we take a step back and we compare it with the other nations. Yes. Have we truly progressed? Yes. Um, that compounded with the fact. Of the millions of taxpayers' money that has been spent, hmm. and then we also ask ourselves: the Have we truly embraced professionalism? Uh, this is because remember when a particular uh, shuttler decided to leave the national stable earlier this year? Yes, and there was so much of hoo ha about it. Yeah, and I was uh, among the very few who went on record to say that let him go. Yeah, you know because that's what professionalism is all about, and the national body should be. Concentrating on developing the sport, developing more players. So it's sad that despite it being 2022 and we are approaching 2023, yep. uh, we still don't seem to understand um, what professionalism is all about. Um, 
the opportunity to stand on your own feet and what sport truly means. Yep. Yeah. Um, are, are, is sports just all about the numbers? Mm. Um, is it about the fact that it's a unifying factor? Um, you know, it's something that uh, we use it to instill some form of patriotism among the citizens? Yep. Or are we just looking at just results and that's it? Yeah. Right, right. Just like short term, you know, just get the results and then oh, we'll yeah. be happy for a bit. Correct. But then, you know, you don't. So, yeah, very interesting that you mentioned about badminton. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, as and when, we're going to touch on certain sports. Sure. And then we, you know, we we can talk a little bit more. So interesting that you mentioned about our shuttler who left earlier this year. Lizija, and it's something oh, uh, I wanted to. We are to naming him. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can talk about <laughs> him, right? <laughs> because um, it was like you know, was the start of the year, and boom, you yeah. know, Lizija drops a bombshell by you know announcing uh, his you resignation. See, Fabian, why, why, why should we even call it a bombshell? To be honest, I mean, he wants to leave. Leave lah. You know, you think you can do it better mm-hmm. on your own. Mm-hmm. Do it. Go with it. Yeah. That should be the way. Yeah. And he did reasonably well. Yeah. In the first few months after Correct. he had left, uh, but I think what we want to talk about is remember how much chaos there were around the situation. Like, I remember the national body, you know, wanting to slap him and Gojinwe mm. with a two-year ban. Yeah, and then our then prime minister got involved. You know, uh, Ismail Sabri, yeah. and hua Next thing you know, okay, wait, nothing is happening. You know. Both these players are now allowed to play. Zija goes on to lead Malaysia to a historic Badminton Asia Team Championship yeah. title. Yeah. And then he wins the Asian Championships. Yeah. Okay. The Thailand Open. Mm-hmm. And look at him now. He's world number two. Yeah. But this is your elite athlete. Mm. And I like when you said, you know, the development part mm. of it. Mm. Still on badminton. Mm-hmm. Still on BAM. I think the juniors came back from their worst ever showing at the World Junior Championships. Mm-hmm. Not a single representative, neither in the team event mm. or individual, who made the quarterfinals. Mm. So how, you know? Exactly. So at the end of the day, we go back to the fact that um, where's the continuity? I I, I mentioned this earlier part uh, of the show. I think we need to see progress. We need to see continuity. Granted, then in sports, there's a cycle. Uh, you know, there's a particular era and there's a particular, you know, China goes through it, Indonesia goes through it, some of the best sporting nations in the world go through it as well. Uh, having said that, uh, there should be a long-term plan as to, okay, fine, this uh, particular generation of players are going to be, you know, retiring yeah. at, at a, you know, presume, you know, barring any uh, injury. Mm. Uh, injury. So, um, what, what's the next plan then? Who will be the, you know, the favourite word that uh, we locals like to use? Pelapis, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, so, who would then um, continue the progress of these uh, athletes and the sports? So, that has to be kept in check. Yeah. I still remember um, when uh, Datuk Sri Nazmi Saleh was the president even after that we had Tengku Mahalil and, and so many presidents and they were just all harping on just one player and one player alone. Yeah. Lee Chong Wei. Yes. Yeah? yeah. And then what happened? Hmm. You know? So th- there's just too much att- of attention on just one or two uh, athletes, outstanding hmm. athletes but then the conversation dies off immediately when there's no uh, person to, yep, to replace. To replace. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know what, th- talking about badminton, I've said this many times before and I'll, I'll say this again on your show. Badminton right now, we actually have a really good shot at gunning for all kind of glory yeah. that the sport has got to offer. Yep. And why? is because right now there is no one single athlete on the court who is dominating the scene. Hmm. It's no longer the era where there was only Taufik Hidayat who was, you know, or yep. the Lindan yes. or, or yep. the Chong. No, 
no such thing. Yep. Today, every single player has got an equal shot at glory. Yep. That's the beauty and that is something that uh, our Malaysian shuttlers should uh, capitalise. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they should. I mean, next year marks the start of the one-year Olympic qualifying uh, period. Yep. And then it's Paris 2024, uh, which brings me another point, which is we now have our first world champions, mm. you know, in badminton through Aaron Chia and Sowik. Um, in a recent interview, Rexy has said that nothing less than an Olympic silver. Mm. What's your take on that? I mean, he's right to say that. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the the thing about World Championship is that is okay, you have it. Yeah. Uh, you had it this year, and then you're going to have another one next year. Hmm. You know, and and things may change overnight. You see, yep. that that's that's the beauty about sport. Yeah. Like it or not, you know, it's so fluid. You know, things change overnight. So, back to the whole conversation about continuity, about mm-hmm. progress. So. Um, they've won a world championship. Yeah. Um, I think it's difficult to it's more difficult to retain a world championship than to actually win one. Mm. So heading to the Olympics, of course, there'll be a whole lot of expectations. Yeah, they will come in with that tag yes. of being a uh, former world champion. world champion. No longer nearly men. Yeah, now world champions. Yeah, world champion. <laughs> correct. So you know, Rexy is right. Anything less than a final. Yeah, is simply unacceptable. Mm. And and why do we say why? And some people may argue, why are you guys so harsh on them? You know, they're just athletes. You know, so look, let's take a pause here and let's reflect. Yeah, they are professional players. Mm-hmm. Like how a person is employed or works. Yeah, for a company, uh-huh. they're expected to perform. Mm. Yeah, so as such, they need to perform. If they perform, if they slack, or if they do not perform. Due to unforeseen circumstances, then it's merited. Yep. But if it's, for example, it's due to the fact that it's their own fault and nothing else, then you know we can't cut them any slacks and we can't go like oh, it's okay, it's all right. You know that is so annoying. Come back stronger. Yeah, you just have to come back stronger. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Let's just take a. Let's just move along. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can still come back to badminton. There's still lots of things to sure, please, sure. Uh, talk about. There's so many other sports. Uh, exactly, but so many other sports. <laughs> yeah. I just want to go back to our Sea Games. Yeah. Because this was one of the uh, earlier multi-sport games of the year. And uh, I remember our sports minister was saying that, you know, we had this target of achieving certain number of goals and we were quite happy but we won 39 goals lah, mm. and they were already like okay we've achieved our target mm. but then to see our smaller neighbours mm. Singapore ahead of us on 47 goals mm-hmm. how how you know I, I remember going into the SEA Games right everybody was saying oh we're just coming out of COVID you know we don't know our opponents we don't know how well uh, training or preparing for the games you know we have not gone out for tournaments we have not gone out Uh, to train overseas and stuff like that. So this is our modest target for the event. But I'm just thinking, if we're saying so much about ourselves that we are not going out for tournaments, and the other countries going through the same situation, it was a global pandemic. There were no events. There were no tournaments. You know, so everybody was going through the same thing. But I don't know. It just feels a bit odd that you know we keep saying that. You 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 make it sound like as though um, Malaysia is the only one that had COVID and no one else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um. Okay, let me just throw this question back to you and just food for thought, yeah? Would you prefer Malaysia winning 47-odd gold medals or 100-over gold medals like we did at 2017 yeah. SEA Games? <laughs> Ridiculous amount if you ask me. Um, and then we just failed miserably at the next SEA Games. But anyway, um, yeah, 100-odd uh, medals but not achieve a single personal best or break any record. Hmm. Or you prefer us winning 
30 odd gold medals but every single one of them breaking a record and achieving a personal best if not uh, you know uh, the, the nation's best hmm. which would be more meaningful of course the latter I would go for the latter because I feel that sports is about quality yeah you know so that's where I'm coming at because uh, sometimes we are too fixated or many of us tend to be trapped into that or you know fall into that trap of getting fixated with numbers numbers that yeah. we don't look at the justification of those numbers hmm. so for example um, you may get a gold medal but is your opponent worthy you know or is it a position whereby you obtain a gold medal and um, it's so far off your personal best hmm. Hmm. or even the, the national record yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's things like this. But then, uh, just looking at the Sea Games, uh, the Hanoi Sea Games you're talking about, right? I know for a fact there was uh, concerns being raised about how some sports associations were sending their elite athletes, mm-hmm. and then some are saying, "Hey, it's the Sea Games. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to be sending our backup athletes. Mm-hmm. You, you know." So. That debate has been ongoing for yeah, a very long time. And, and Fabian, to yeah. answer that debate, the answer is simple. Hmm. You cannot have a blanket rule for yeah. all the associations. Why? Because certain sports perform differently at different levels. Hmm. Take, for example, um, badminton. Yep. The SEA Games is not their priority. Hmm. So they should just let the you know the, the backup the players, backup players. the juniors. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call them backup. I would say the upcoming players. Yes. Yeah. A, an opportunity to play. Yeah. Yep. But for football, hmm. for basketball, yeah. the SEA Games is the only thing that they have. Hmm. Yeah, You mentioned earlier that, you know, we finally made it after 42 years and everyone's going to, oh, uh, but uh, I mean, to be honest, the standards of football in this country is even at the SEA Games level, we are not consistent. Hmm. And at the basketball, for example, yeah. we have to just accept reality that we can never, you know, fend off uh, the Philippines. Philippines yeah. yeah, they, they are so... So superior in yep. so many ways. Yep. I think the Thais are coming on strong yep. as well. The Indonesians, you can never discount them. Hmm. Yeah. So back to your question, uh, you can't have a blanket rule. Yep. It really depends on the sport. Hmm. And it really depends on the priority of the sports association. Yep. The problem is that when sports associations themselves do not know where their athletes stand. Hmm. Yeah. We, we take athletics, for example. Yeah. Okay. Uh, C Games. Uh, we can, actually, we have sent our athletes to the Olympics. Yeah. Norasila, Khalid, yep. you know, so many others. Correct. But why is it that now we struggle to not only send them to the Olympics, but we struggle to get them to even perform on a consistent level? I mean, there was so much hype about Karul Hafiz Jantan. Yes. Till today, I have still not obtained a single proper detailed explanation to what had happened after his gold medal exploit. Yes. So I'm I'm very if you can sense that bitterness in my voice, um, it's very specific towards the 2017 Sea Games because it was a false illusion. Hmm. It was just an illusion. Hmm. It gave us all of us false hopes. Yeah. Made it look like oh the country is so great you know we've got hundred over you know we were beating people but we weren't. Yeah. It was just a magic show. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. I know some people are not going to be uh, you know uh, uh, happy with yeah. this because they claim to have worked so hard for uh-huh, the, uh, uh-huh. that particular sea games yeah but I'm sorry yeah it was yeah. just an illusion yeah I don't know I'm just going to put this out to the listeners I, I find it very funny and odd that you know every time it's the sea games you see the host country right there on top I th- okay uh, Fabian <laughs> um, to be fair yeah. to be fair let's 
go back to and this is something the late Datuk Siak Kokchi uh, told me yeah. yeah and and I have to agree there, there there have been episodes where I do not agree mm-hmm. with him but you know <laughs> he's been a real fine gentleman yeah, and okay. he's 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 always open to debates and there's one thing that he told me and which I have to agree with yeah. go back to the reason why the sea games was set up mm. it was a friendship game okay it was to strengthen bilateral re- relations between the ASEAN nations. countries yeah Hmm. So I think sometimes we get too fixated with the fact that uh, we think the Sea Games is like our FIFA World Cup or our badminton, <laughs> you know. So so we treat it like oh, but in actual fact, the organizers, the guardians, it was just an opportunity to showcase the country to their neighbors. It's an opportunity for uh, the country to milk or reap the benefits of hosting such an event. Yeah. So yeah. it's more of. Okay, today the party is at your at your place, and tomorrow the party will be at my place. <laughs> you know, and it's all happy, happy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, we are going to be hosting the 2027 Sea uh, yeah. Games. Yeah. Uh, Before we do it. that, can we just have the 2017? Exactly. <laughs> I was just gonna. <laughs> oh, you, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because yeah, we still haven't closed the accounts for the 2017. No, actually, to, to be fair, it has been closed. Okay. Uh, we've reported about it in 2013. Right. Yeah, they have been closed. Okay. All right. They have been audited. We were the only ones who ran the uh, story. I, I I'm not too sure whether you read the article, but um, we re- we highlighted what the audited report said about okay. that the the auditors had to say about okay. the the uh, accounts. Okay. But the thing is that the public should know, hmm. and it shouldn't be a uh, like like an a thing exclusive to just certain people. No, it it should be made public. Public. Okay. We spent money. Yep. On the Sea Games, so we would like to know. How much was paid on what for what you know um, and how can we learn? It's not about playing the blame game. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. far from it. Yeah, yeah. Certain decisions had to be made. Yeah, uh, you will definitely need to pay extra. It's fine. Yes, we get it. It's like, hey, look, no wedding is compl- is ever perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Suddenly the mic will go off. Correct. Suddenly you know in worst scenarios the groom will run away. <laughs> so you got to find replacements, right? Yeah. 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 So what I'm saying is, you know, look, things do happen. It's fine, but yeah. we take steps to learn from them. The problem is that these records are never made public, mm. and you get a whole set of new organizers coming into the picture, organizing the and making repeating probably the same mistakes that were made in the past. Mm. Yeah. So what is so difficult of announcing or making public so that it becomes a future reference to anyone who's involved well, in the yeah, hosting of such? Yeah. Uh, events. That's yep, it. Yep. Yep. All right. Now from Sea Games. Yeah. We go. We are diving into slightly higher. <laughs> now we are diving into um, the Commonwealth Games. Uh-huh. Um, I think the Commonwealth Games came as a surprise for some sports, mm-hmm. especially you know Zijia leaving the national setup. I think he ruffled some feathers when he said that I'm skipping the Commonwealth Games because I want to focus on the World Championships. Um, of course, yeah. People were not really happy. People saying, "Oh, you know, it's national duty. You have to." This is only because they had set the target, bearing in mind that Zijia was going to achieve that for them. Mm. Now Zijia didn't play, but it didn't turn out that bad 
because Ng Ziyong showed up, reached the finals. And then Malaysia went on to win two goals, reclaimed the goal in the mixed team event. And uh, Pali and Tina, you know, our next big thing yeah, happening yeah. In, in badminton. But I have so. to go on record to say that I really love watching them play. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. They, they remind me of the Chin Ihui Hui and, and uh, uh, Ong Piti. Ong Piti. Yeah. So what do you have to say about that? Look, um, these things hmm. um, that you mentioned earlier, these are all knee-jerk reactions hmm. from something that has been pretty much unprecedented. Yeah. And people don't know. There's always fear when it comes to the change. Hmm. Now, going back to the debate whether Shulijia donned the national jersey when he is supposed to, I feel that the honour of representing the country should always come first. Hmm. But then there was, um, you know, arguments for him pulling out uh, that, you know, he was not at his best form and so forth and so on. So this goes back to the fact that why was a projection even put into place when he was not consulted? Hmm. So I think uh, learning from that experience, uh, BAM moving forward, uh, they are having a series of uh, conversations with their athletes yep. uh, in ensuring that both parties both the national body and the shotless are well aware of their expectations heading into uh, particular tournaments mm. for 2023 yep. I would like to believe that was the lesson learned from what we saw at the Commonwealth Games yep. now there was a silver lining it was a blessing in disguise yep. um, with him out of the picture we saw the uh, I wouldn't call it the birth but yep. uh, it was a extremely pleasing um, to the eyes, to the ears, yeah. uh, to see someone like Eun Ziyong, yep. you know, uh, being in the front. Yep. And this goes to show that, yeah, we don't need to rely on just one player. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm glad that we had that fairy tale uh, run. run. It's not going to be like that all the time. All the but, time, correct. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that happened yep. and I'm glad that opened the eyes of uh, the stakeholders that we do have other shuttlers correct. and not just rely right. on one. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because it now, applies to all the other sports as correct. well. Correct. Uh, so now from badminton, we go back again to football. Sure. Um, oh, my favorite. Sport. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's dive into like uh, the appointment of a new head coach earlier this year, uh-huh. uh, South Korea's Kim Pangon. Yeah. And then he comes in. Uh, I mean. For the longest time, I've been a badminton writer, but then I'm very, very, actually very, very passionate about football. Okay. You know, because having played football myself, I kind of know the system from a schoolboy playing for your school mm-hmm. and then you make it to the district level, state mm-hmm. level, national level. Now, of course, we have our sports schools. Um, so, I don't know, I was a little skeptical, you know, because it feels like we don't have a right working system. Mm-hmm. So, when I first read news, like, oh, okay, we're going to have a new coach, comes with all these credentials, he was part of the South Korean national team, technical director, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking, you know, you can bring the best yeah. coach to town, but, you know, if your system is not right, then it's very hard. But he came in, you know, and uh, now Malaysia has qualified for the uh, Asian Cup finals. Mm-hmm. Uh on merit for the first time in 42 years. How do you see all this going? Look, when it comes to football, like most sports in the country, um, we got to be daring enough to make that complete reset. Hmm. And yes, such resets will take time. Yep. You see, the problem is that most of us keep harping about the glorious past, mm. yet we have learned nothing from yeah. it. And in the pursuit of harping of that particular glorious past, we just got off cut. Yeah. With the fact that everyone else has progressed mm. but us. Now, is it safe to say that, oh, we're from this part of the world and, you know, don't expect much? I beg to differ mm. because in this day and age, our players can go anywhere. Yeah. yeah? Um, I am very fine with the fact that the national body has started accepting heritage players. I think mm. that's good. Mm. Um, that gives hope to a Malaysian mother. Yeah. 
who's abroad, mm. who has a child, yep. who has potential. Yep. That child can play for her birth country. Mm. I think that's recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a Malaysian dad, for example, mm. but more married to a foreigner, they've got a kid. You know, that, that's recognition. That's hope. That's um, acknowledging your bloodline. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of the whole naturalizing process okay. because it's just a stopgap measure. Yeah. It's it's not long term. Mm. And it also reflects very poorly on the fact that we can't seem to find talent. Yeah. Now, how do you explain that a country like Croatia with a population of only four million having worked all the way to yeah. the World Cup? Yeah. Yes, I understand there are many factors. But let's not forget, and we can argue till the cows come home, mm. these mm. 40 minutes of your show will not be sufficient and I'm sure a lot of your listeners will have their point of view as well. But just picture this, yeah? Population of 4 million, a nation that is super duper young, yeah. only born in the 90s. Yep. Yep. Yeah? I think the problem with us in Malaysia is that we are too blessed. Mm. And why do I say that? We've got everything. We are spoon-fed. We've got the best facilities. We've got... You know, we are assured of a house. Look, the national players, whether regardless what 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 sport you play, you know, you are given a home yep. in a form of uh, a unit yep. uh, at, at Bukit Jalil. Yeah, uh, if you play for a a club, you you get some form of accommodation. You know, you get big money. You know, you see footballers driving sports cars. Yep. You, know, yep. you know, so very blessed. Hmm. And when that happens, one thing. An unpopular opinion. I'm not suggesting anything, but one thing happens is that there there is the lack of drive and motivation. Hmm. You take the Croatians for example; they've seen war. Yeah, they know what hardship is. We don't. Hmm. So that unfortunately has worked against us. Yeah, when we are blessed, uh, you know, peaceful country, we've got everything. The economic is, I know, not that great, but still better than yep. you know, countries like Sri Lanka, for example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 sad that we then take life for granted. We take sports for granted. Yeah. Yeah, and when that happens, I'm sorry if it sounds a bit depressing, but <laughs> but that's the reality. So, what we need to do right now is we need to find that hunger, hmm. that motivation. Yep. And the problem is that right now everyone believes that why should I be a footballer when yep. I can make money as a caterer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. I can make more money as this. I can. So it's that that motivation is all about making money instead yep. of the pride of playing. For the country, yes. So we need to reset that mindset, and it starts from the school. It starts from home. Yes, yes. All of us, we talk so much. We are like you know, and and, and there are so many listeners out there who are sitting perhaps in their cars or in their in their offices or at home, and they are saying, yeah, you know, Malaysian sports lousy, stupid, this blah 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 blah. But ask yourself, when is the last time you encourage your child or your neighbor exactly. to play a sport? Exactly. Exactly, and then they will go like, "No lah, it's racist lah. Only one color, only this, that, blah, blah, blah." If you don't try, yeah, you don't go, yeah. How would you know? Yes. So it's pretty much a chicken and egg, correct situation. Correct. So what we need to do is, in a nutshell, the guardians of the sport will have to assure consistently to the parents, to the community, that everyone is treated equally in the spirit of fair play. Yes. In the spirit of respect. Yep. Principles of sports. Yeah. Principles of football. Yeah. 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 Um, us, all of us, instead of just talking, we need to go out there. Yes. We need to be part of the sport, whether it's volunteering, whether it's you know just putting the lines on the Doing on the part. field, yeah. just be part of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. And when everyone, or at least most of us, start doing that, that will be the start of a birth of a sporting nation. Nation, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just going to go there because I thought, you know, to wrap things up, we've got a new administration now, okay, a new sports minister, a new deputy sports minister, and you know, based on her first 
few press conferences. Um, she's been saying that she wants to make sports accessible to everyone. And I found that very, very interesting because having, you know, I mean, being someone who has played sports before, especially football, coming through the system, I realized that for us to reach top level, um, we need to be playing the sports more. When I say more, it's daily. You know, you got to be playing. We're not doing that yeah. because you have small groups of people being selected, hmm. put into sports schools. You're telling me we only have about 400 kids in a nation of like 30 million that's playing football? I, I, I can't accept that. Another thing is, I also feel like, yes, it's not wrong to do the selection. Yes, some of them are good. They peak at a certain age. Great. Take them, put them in the sports school. But what about the others? They need to be playing constantly also, not just the first four months of the year where you have your MSSM and your school level competitions. And then after that, nothing. So with a new sports minister, what, what do you think, uh, you know, like you just spoke about, you know, the guardians of the sports, mm-hmm. like FAM. For example, look at what's happening to our former players. We keep talking about the past. Yes, I, I do agree that we also need to show parents that, hey, there is a future in sports. You need to encourage them. Maybe, okay, maybe at the junior level, you can't talk about scholarship yet. But you can say that, hey, if you are good in sports and you can score a little bit in your education, you can go to a good secondary school mm. with that sports. Not just, oh, you just score five A's only, you can go into that particular mm. Scuola Bistari or something. Mm-hmm. But let's just say you score three A's, but you're damn good with football. So that could help you to get into that school. Actually, Fabian, that is already being practiced, to be honest. Ah. Okay? Uh, certain schools have this criteria whereby from primary to secondary school, there's this one prominent school in Kuala Lumpur. Um, from It's a public school. Yeah. But from primary to secondary school, if let's say, for example, you don't get straight A's, you get one A less yeah. than the straight A's. But as long as you're active in chess or judo, Huh. You will automatically get in that school. Yeah, in that yeah. school. So um, schools like that, um, and, and I believe the education ministry has now. Uh, they don't want to have tags for their schools, so yep. they're treating all schools alike. Uh, but having said that, it's another conversation for yes. another day, and yep. we'll take uh, do, do, donkey uh, what do you call uh, weeks or months to yeah. elaborate on that. But moving forward, as what you said, I think um, the onus should not be on the new sports youth and sports minister. And her deputy alone. Alone, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Why? Because number one, in politics, we it, everything is so fluid. We don't know how long they'll be around, mm. and if they even last, whatever that's happening right now, it'll only be five years. Five years, correct. Yeah. We need to think beyond. Yes. So, and number two, more importantly, is that we often talk about youth and sports. Where do you get a combination of both youth and sports in schools? Mm. So naturally, the education ministry should be part of every conversation. Yes. Now, the Youth and Sports Ministry do not have any uh, power over the National Sports Associations. Yep. Leave them to do what they are supposed to do and we have to ensure, as journalists, we have to ensure that these sports associations go down to the states, to the districts, to the zone levels yep. and ensure that their sport is heavily promoted. There. Mm, yep. So that's for us to make sure that they continue being in uh, in check. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see more policies in place to encourage sports for mass. I, yep. I like the fact that the new minister has said, the new youth and sports minister has said that she wants to concentrate on, uh, you know, the the mass aspect. Yeah. Perhaps being a mother, hmm. um, she should just ask herself, how are my kids benefiting from my ministry? Hmm. And, and I don't mean it in a wrong way. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean it in the fact that, you no, know, Fabian, how are you 
as a voter, as a Malaysian citizen, benefiting from the youth and sports ministry. Mm. It shouldn't be very elite-centric. Yep. It should be mass-centric. Yes. And yes. from there, we can then you know, uh, proceed and we can do... And these are just low-hanging fruits that are easily done. You don't need major policies. Mm. You don't need, you know, to get bills or laws, uh, yep. acts, passes, you know. So, easily done is just about having the political will to just do it. Mm. Yeah, true. And with that, Harish, yeah. we have come to the end of our 2022 review in short. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be long here. form. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Harish, thank you very much for for being on the show, for sharing your insights. I think um, it's very, very important for us to understand that, like you said earlier, that we all play a part in this. You know, it's it's very easy to point the finger. It's very easy to to play the blame game. But I think we need to pause, look back, and see how are we contributing. You know, if we want to build a sporting nation, then we ourselves should be, you know, because we make up the country anyway, right? Um, And with that, uh, hopefully we'd have a much better 2023, you know. Um, There's lots of things that are going to be happening as well. Um, So, thank you very much once again. Good to have you in the studio. Um, Thank you to uh, you and your sports team (laughs) for for allowing me um, this space. And I think um, I would just like to say this, majulah sukan untuk negara. Yeah. And with that, thank you very much, everybody. This has been Time Spot on the Beat. To listen to more episodes of Time Spot on the Beat, you can head over to Audio Plus, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as the NST website.